Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 7 in Dream 5 podcast. Now in this podcast, me and Dr. Ghanem Kashwani, we like to speak about different topics. And topics like what we want, for example, startup, entrepreneurship, new trend, mental health, and career, and self-improvement, and self-engineering, and sometimes another thinking major. We like also to interview other people from other fields. So we like to get the expertise on how they can benefit us and benefit society. So let us jump to the episode, and thank you guys, and wishing you the best. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good evening, good afternoon from where we are. In this episode, we interview Ms. Jamila Nawaz. Wow, she has a really fantastic story, fascinating story. For example, like, you know, she's working and studying at the same time. You know, she went what's called a parented program. But it's like co-op in the U.S. Like, would you study and work at the same time? And your, the company, the firm would pay for you. Wow, it's a new, it's a new program. And I wish I, people have it since education, since university that time. We had really an amazing talk with her. Just go and jump to the episode. Thank you. So, hi, Ms. Jamila. How are you? Can you introduce some more about yourself? Um, hi, Atif. I'm well, thank you. Um, so, my name is Jamila and I am from the UK. Um, I am a civil engineering degree apprentice. Um, so, I work for a design consultancy who also um, have invested in me by paying for my tuition and allowing me to study um, my degree, which I'm currently working towards and yeah, so I'm I'm working th- towards my degree now. I'm I'm hoping to graduate next year, and then part of this scheme is that um, I'll also try and achieve my ING um, and and therefore become an incorporated engineer. Okay, so Jamila, uh, I mean, uh, first of all, thanks a lot uh, for coming to Civil Engineering Vibe Apprenticeship. You know, many people when they listen to this word, I mean, they are not familiar. What apprentice? How can I become an academic? I get my academic degree by doing apprenticeship. I mean, could you give this introduction? How can I get my academic? I'm working the same time because the general idea here that I need to go to the university 24/7 attend my class doing my midterms, then I can get my academic degree. But you are saying that you are getting your academic degree while you are working and your company paying that. You know, many people, they can't understand this. Could you give this explanation and why people and organizations will do that and in civil engineering and for for uh, a female to do that? I mean, I mean, there is many questions here. I mean, to clarify for the <laughs> audience. Um, so with the apprenticeship, so normally with the degree route, you'll go to university, you'll complete your degree, and then you'll try and find a job. Um, but in recent years, what has happened is when these graduates are looking for jobs, um, all the employers are looking for experience. But it's very hard to find experience, especially in industries like this. Um, it's improving currently, but um you know, in the past years, it was much more difficult to get work experience or um, go to internships. Um, and so you'd have many graduates that are just struggling to get jobs in the field of work that they've studied in. Um, and then they're having to just find another job to make ends meet. Um, so apprenticeships came along where um, you the apprenticeship wage um, is different to that of you know if you started off as a graduate um in say this industry um and then what what the contract includes is you're studying and you're working through your education and your degree um alongside working so currently um in in the UK I completed a level 3 um 
while I was working and then thereafter I completed a HNC and from that I've moved on to my degree now. Um, so this consists of me attending university one day a week um, and then four days a week I'll be at work working on projects and working with my project team um, so they're two completely different aspects um, but then I'm also managing my assignments and my exams and also trying to work on my ING attributes to tie it up at the end to then hopefully um, get to my ING um, and I feel like apprenticeships are very good and that more people should consider them because um, by the time I do complete my degree by next year, I'll already have seven years of experience working with an actual design consultancy in a professional environment. So, so Jamil, uh, I mean, I really like, like, out of maybe you can put here your own point, like me and out of, we never know about the professional engineer, C and I and we just know these things after we finish our academic degree. Um, let, let me give you an example here. Like while I was doing my PhD in, um, in Harriet Watt, there was two kinds. There was a PhD and there is something called Doctor of Engineering. And the doc both of them are doctorate level. However, in Doctor of Engineering, they are mm -hmm. more the practical aspect that while they are going to work, whatever they're doing there, the supervision, it consider somehow a module on them. But in PhD, you need to go there. So why admire this? Because you already know about iInch and once you go there, you have already experience in your resume and you'll go to C-Inch. But if you do just pure academic, mm -hmm. I mean, out of, I don't know what you think, maybe you will enter the professionalship or the chairship as graduate member. Then you need uh, maybe yes. three, four years of mentorship. Like this is what I did. And then you'll be eligible to do yes. for C-Inch. But this is not the yeah. conventional way, Jamila, you know that, yeah? And this is not the, the conventional way to do the uh, apprenticeship. And um, recently in UAE, we just have the Harriet Watt in Dubai campus. They just start doing this. So, uh, first of all, you know, we we salute you for, for that. And uh, it, as I said, it is, it's just... Uh, unique and i don't know out of what do you think i mean if we have this option in our days in uh, i mean in 2005 2006 we will take it to be honest this is a real option first of all you know what gonna you're gonna take from you so you can you have at least a career path to your career second you know about the ing and the ing and the ing about the ice to be honest i'm the same like random i didn't took it i didn't know about the ice at well, to the end of my chart, to my end of the, you know, my master degree, I was aware, aware there is something called ICE. So I start talking and start going, what is what, what the hell of the ICE? I said, it was wrong about it. In addition, it, it will reduce the cost of you and your parents, especially, I don't know, I don't know, like here in the Middle East, people at some time now, especially there was a new trend in the, when I started graduate, that people are taking loans to go to study. Mm -hmm. And after you graduate, they're going to go with the huge dips. And can you imagine what is the ROI of, of that? It's a huge. It's really huge. Like, they kind of have to work the last six, seven years of their life paying their own debts. So I, so I read up so I, I understand there was a similar program like this, but you work in the university. The university was doing like a part-time job when I was doing my bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. I have to graduate in five years, but no, most of the company didn't do this appreciate program. And I wish many companies do about that. So read up, I absolute you. And I want to tell you one version. Why you why you why you want to go civil engineer at the beginning? <laughs> um so I've I've always found 
things interesting in terms of how they work and why they work. Um, and alongside that, I've always um, had a passion for humanitarian work and doing things to help people and whatnot. Um, and I guess with civil engineering, I also had an interest in architecture. Um, but looking into architecture, I came to the conclusion that actually architectures do amazing work and they um, produce these concepts designs and whatnot but civil engineers are the people that make them work um and so I was more inclined towards civil engineering because rather than just thinking of ideas I, I want to make them work and I want to make that change um and so I want to incorporate my passion with humanitarian humanitarianism um, and civil engineering from simple things of like um you know having pedestrian crossings um having pedestrian footways and other elements that we use daily um to make it easy for us to travel and commute um even for instance like motorways um before motorways it, the the commute time was longer even um the safety aspect of it that there are like numerous things about civil engineering that amaze me because we're creating we're improving we're maintaining protecting and adopting infrastructure that we depend on every single day so you know in in the UK you'll have um a client approach us and say that they want to work on a project and normally there's something affecting that project for them to come to us it might be population growth it might be some infrastructure needs improving but the the main goal is to make our lives better and i guess that's why civil engineering is for me because it's not just helping people um at one moment but it's by doing something that helps us but also helps our future of tomorrow uh jamila um i just have a question first of all in civil engineering which most area you like transportation geotechnical material structure for me i'm a I'm material guy you know i'm pure material guy <laughs> Okay, I'm construction oh, material. I, I I like concrete. Yeah. You know, concrete is my body, uh, and uh, steel also. I like material. I think Atov is more in structure. If I'm not mistaken, Atov, correct mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong here. Okay, okay, I'm in construction, so, not a structure. <laughs> uh, you know, like for me. By the way, you mentioned um, about humanitarian. I mean, uh, guys, both Atof and Jamila, correct me mm -hmm. if I'm wrong here. But according to the statistics, civil engineers save more lives than medical doctors. Okay, I have all the respect for the MDs. They are doing marvelous job, especially with the Corona. You know, but without civil engineer, they, they are the one who discover the. You know, they they create the wastewater treatment. The yeah, and they save a lot of lives yeah. by this, you know. So, uh, and it is the oldest job in the world, you know. There is a debate, and if we go to the history between military and civil engineering, yet, you know, it's the oldest engineering. So, and mm -hmm. this is why I'm so biased, you know. I love civil engineering, and me and Atif, uh, <laughs> I mean, we talk about yeah. civil engineering in our free time, you know. People talk about other things, and me and Atif, we talk about that. And one of the reasons Atif, we remember that, we said that we'll do this civil engineering vibe to inspire other generations. So we are we are super happy to have you here, Jamila, because we believe that this is the real world. But here the question, Jamila. Now you do your degree and a very unique approach. Do you feel from your personality, if comparing mm -hmm. with other students who do full time job in the university, 
you have more strength feature like you are more independent you see things more you said okay when you attend the lecture yes yes i see this oh about the foundation oh, okay the contract close yeah the fiddick i know this i know that you feel it you feel that you have this edge comparing with your students and you are more independent you feel the engineering feeling already do you feel it and could you explain for us that <laughs> Um, yeah, so definitely to to an extent. So um, I work in highways transportation, um, and the the course that I'm doing at university, um, it mostly covers like the structures elements and whatnot. So most of the things that are covered in my course don't always apply to what I'm doing at work. But um, that being said, when I'm walking around um, or traveling or even when I was speaking to Atif about um, the White Cliffs in Dover and the, the reinforcement within the cliff, I, I, wherever I go, wherever I travel, I'll see forms of engineering and it'll amaze me. Um, so when I was there on my trip, I, um, I've also seen like the Channel Tunnel. Um, and of course, that is an amazing engineering invention in itself. And other aspects of like um there's there's a place there called Sunfire Hole where um all the chalk mall I think there was like 1.2 million cubic meters or something that was just um it, it was waste um from constructing the channel tunnel but rather than just disposing of it they created the Sunfire Hole um which is now a beautiful location just on the coast um so I would say wherever I go, I do see engineering. Um, and most of the time, I'd say I'm I'm still learning and I'm still questioning things or questioning, okay, wh why is there reinforcement in, in the cliff there? Or, um, you know, wh why are these gabion baskets here and wh what are they doing? Um, and so I guess at the moment, I'm working towards combining that knowledge that I attain from work and from university to say, okay, this is what we do. This is why we do it. And this is where I've experienced it being done. Um, so yeah, th there is an aspect to it, definitely. So, so Jamila, me and Atuf, usually we have this debate that usually we have academic advisor through your junior, senior year, and he advises you which course to take, especially in the senior year and your project. So you do it in geotechnical, so you do transportation. So now... Almost you have two advisors, one industrial and one academic. And you also you are saying you are doing your I-end in ICE. So having these different mm -hmm. mentors, do you think it is healthy for uh, a young uh, engineering progress or a young engineer to have these? It will help the mentorship because I feel that for me, I wish I have early uh, mentoring. You know, like for me, I was, we did, me and Atif, we did it in a very conventional way. But uh, I mean, if we did it in that way, I feel it will save a lot of time because mentoring and uh, with all this booming and podcast, it saves you a lot of time. And civil engineering is a very dynamic field. You know, people now talk about digital twin, BIM. It's just booming and booming, especially in the construction now. It's, we are in a new era. So even if you go to the basic things in the in the curriculum, Bernoulli, more circle, all these basic things, yeah, you need to know it, but things in the reality is different. So even if the professor is explaining, you can say, yes, professor, I do agree, but now the case is different. So what do you think about that? Mm -hmm. um, I definitely agree with you. I think having mentors and having colleagues that, you know, have the experience it's, it is very helpful um 
I personally um, say, for instance, I knew some structural engineers at work. um, So I'd ask them questions about my assignments and whatnot. And it it is very helpful having someone to apply um, this knowledge and help you understand it in in a different way where you can see the application and you see where it's working on a real-time project um, rather than just a theory-based. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely feel like even even as graduates, um, because normally what tends to happen is once you've graduated, you, you're, there's this expectation on you to already know all these things. Um, but the thing is, you've just learned the theory and you've not actually practiced it or had any practical application. So for me, um, I do believe that having the mentors that I do have um, it is great because I have learned a lot from them. And as an apprentice, I even learn a lot from my project manager and and my team. Um, when we're working on projects at the moment, um, my role is of like computer aided technician. So I'm working towards producing the drawing packages and whatnot. Um, and sometimes I won't be able to attend these meetings that discuss like the design options and the feasibility and whatnot. Um, and there there will be things that I don't understand. But having these people to tell me and explain this is what we're doing and this is the decision that we've made and this is the information and the standards that we've used um, is a great help for me to then use that application on my degree as well and combine that understanding in both. I really love that because really I love that like you said about it you have, should be have mentorship to be honest I agree with Ghanem I took it especially the bachelor mm-hmm. the bachelor time the undergraduate time I took it the very conventional way even I was not aware what it means civil engineer after except after I graduated I know what it's the mean of civil engineer I and to me, I agree with you like when I went to the internship we used to have to do mm-hmm. a training for one semester I did an internship trust me I, I understand from one internship what equivalent I studied, I studied in the university for a year, to be honest. Because when I, I took the internship and then I took a course in project and construction management, I was knowing better than anyone in the room what's going on in the room. So I really agree with that. And I agree with Ghanem, there shall be at least, at least there shall be some mentorship. Because in the university, they never teach us the soft skill. They never teach how to be, you know, how to, how to be resilient and soft skill and all this is communication skill. Forget yeah. about technical. At least soft skill, we never talk about it. To in the co- in the college, like they will take you what I call it the medieval courses that like, like Bernoulli to yeah. share moment diagram to, and which no one can use it in their you know, which you know we, I believe you are not gonna use ten percent of these courses in the when you start graduate. So I really have to salute you for that and salute you for that for taking this type of program. So do you think do you think that the education system or that type of courses should be changed or at least should be a twist or no? Um. I do think I do think that they should be changed a bit more to to suit because as you said it is a bit medieval um most of the stuff now that we learn at university is to just understand how these calculations would work but in the actual working environment we have software and we have um applications that we use to complete all these calculations so maybe we should um have have like you know a lesson or two to just show us that this is what we're doing and this is why we're calculating this um but these are the softwares you know involved and this is what you would do in a working environment because we we work so hard to try and understand this theory and rack our brains and it, it's the, the course is very difficult it, it's a lot of hard work definitely worth it but it is a lot of hard work um but i definitely feel like 
as I'm doing both at the same time, um, I do recognize that most of the stuff that I am learning at uni, I don't necessarily apply at work. I would tell you, to be honest, I agree with you because I resonate with that because uh, during university, my undergraduate graduate, I, undergraduate course, I took a course what's called drawing. You know, drawing, how to do. They used to teach us the manual way <laughs> where you have to get rural and you have to start yeah. drawing all of these things. <laughs> when I start graduate, what the hell I was going, what the hell? No one is using these when I start going. Even if, uh, when I talk to my colleagues, I just kind of do a sketch on, yeah. And we have to do, like, it's really, it's really like, <laughs> out of the moon like even i told them they have to change that yeah, i agree so yeah because i want to tell one question like i i love when you talk about like you 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 love civil engineering you are passionate you go to the when you see something you ask mm-hmm. where does this come from how it's come how you you get knowledge you want to go knowledge even when you come to start talking to me you know start connecting me you go to instagram and start asking me questions <laughs> i said wow that i, I that girls that really have passion of art civil engineer and most of the seven engineers, I don't know them, they won't even, even if me and my friend, my colleague go to site, we see construction, we'll be like, oh, I don't want to see about <laughs> even that site again. But I like your passion. So do you think, do you think that passion shall be in core, shall be educated, for, not for, from, I'm not telling from a university, leave university sky, from, uh, from a school, like you have at least teaching engineering, mentor, like to be teach engineering, or at least educate people about engineering from a school, from education from high school or from middle from elementary school um so when i was in school we i didn't really know much about engineering but i think um it was just my curiosity about how things worked and that that brought me to it um but when I was in secondary school, I, I did do like an engineering course Um, that wasn't actually civil engineering and it wasn't related at all to it. But I guess it did push me into the industry a bit. Um, but I think I think my passion lies because um, I'm a firm believer that you should do what you love, um, e- even for work. Um, and if I didn't have an interest in this and if I didn't love it then I would not be working towards this degree and with civil engineering there's so much to do and so much to learn and in the past few years even though I'm part of the transportation team in highways yeah highways transportation um I've learned so much about uh the ecology team or the landscape team the drainage team um the there's there's so many disciplines um and I love how every single discipline works together to make this project happen um and and it amazes me and um at work I did ask for to do some experience within landscape because um as I'm sure you've seen uh, I am a great lover of nature and so I wanted to see how their processes work um and it amazes me that so much thought and detail goes into every single discipline discipline to produce these amazing projects that we do and the overall outcome of these projects it's for the community it's it's for us and I guess that unity within all of us engineers with our specialized skills in these different disciplines you know creating these wonders um that ignites my passion further uh if I may you know to ask I have just a couple of questions here uh now you know, you have been in the organization, you know, they are out of famous in the soft skills. 
this generation, the new generation, you know, we have we did an interview we and Atif about the entrepreneurship, the entrepreneurship skills. Do you think uh, the entrepreneurship skills that is needed now for the new civil engineers, either if they don't open their own company or their own project, but you need these skills? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is my first question. And second question, uh, do you feel that there is enough, quote-unquote, d- gender equality? And I mean, gender equality is one of the main uh, sustainable uh, goal. So do you feel the civil engineering area, they reach to the maturity on gender equality or not yet? Um, in response to your second question, I, I feel like... We're not there completely, but we are getting there. Um, just thinking about my own workplace, um, th- there is a lot more. Um, th- there are a lot more women than one would expect within the industry, and these aren't just th- these are qualified women that are chartered and very inspirational. Um, who you know do the design work and make these decisions and. Uh, project manage projects um so i feel like th- there has been a vast improvement of course it's not a 50-50 divide just yet but um i do f- i do believe that th- there is an equality in the industry um and i also believe that the ICE which of course was set up you know in the 1820s and whatnot um that's been running for so long and as like the world's first engineering body um I, I feel like it's it's done a lot to help engineers overall as well as women um th- there are there are things there um there's like scholarships that you can get that specifically support women um and then there are other things such as women in engineering and even um with the equality and diversity factor as well um so yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say civil engineering is just a male-dominated um, place right now. I, I feel like it is growing, and it has grown a lot over the past decade or so, maybe even more. Um, and it's inspiring, especially for someone like me who, um, when I started, um, th- I think I think there were other, other um, you know, females and whatnot, but someone who is. Um, a Pakistani, a British Pakistani, um, who practices the religion of Islam, uh, who wears a hijab. This was like breaking stereotypes that no one expects. Um, and even in my own culture and my own family, if you know, if anyone was to ask, um, what what career have you decided to go in, and I'd say civil engineering, the immediate response would be, "That's a man's job." But five years on now, it's like, oh, wow, this is what you do. Can you tell us more about it? And there's this openness to it. And there's this acceptance that actually um, you have this passion and you have this interest. And we do believe that you can do something with it. Okay. Uh, Jamil, what about the first question, the inter- uh, entrepreneurship? I mean, let's go back to it. And then later I have some question that... Um, what Jamie is doing for fun? I mean, I know you're, it seems that your schedule is very <laughs> occupied. I don't know if you have time to do fun, but let's go back to the entrepreneurship. And like me and Atif, we're really interesting about the entrepreneurship and civil engineering. Um, I, I feel like you do need some some skills, even if you don't have the intention to set up your own consultancy or, or your own business. Um, you still need to have both soft and hard skills to be able to communicate with clients. And I guess, I guess, um, 
form your foundations. Um, it you, you that you need to have like this um this thing in you where you're you're able to establish yourself. You're able to create these goals of what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. If you have any focus points and I guess it's even generally like establishing a business, let's say. Um, some people can establish businesses and some people can't. Um, th- there is a certain level of skill required. Yes, a lot of people do try and you should try, um, but there are skills needed in order for you to succeed. And I guess you need to kind of have that passion and that enthusiasm and that commitment. Um, so, yeah, in- I definitely say that there are skills required. Demina, uh, your story reminds me, I don't know if you read this book, it's called The Build, The Hidden Story Behind Our Structure by Roma uh, Aguara. No. Please read this book, it is like, I'm, I'm, uh, because I read this book before, and you have almost the same story. She's incredible, she's a chartered engineer, she's, I think, PhD also. <laughs> it's called Build, The Hidden Story Behind Our Structure. I think uh, almost the same story, you know, so... Um, mm-hmm. uh, it has the uh, almost the same aspects of uh, your challenge that you are facing. So I call it beautiful challenge. So about uh, I think uh, she's a civil engineer, a woman, and she explained the challenge that mm-hmm. she faced during her study when she moved to UK and she moved to US. So if you have time, uh, buy this book and read it. You'll okay, enjoy. It. Build will. the hidden story behind our okay. structure by Roma Gowara. So, uh, like, uh, this is my last question for me, uh, for fun. Jamila, do you have time to do fun? I mean, apart from civil engineering, I don't know if you have time. If if you, I wish you have, what do you do for fun? <laughs> um, so, I'm, I'm, I'm a lover of nature, so my fun thing is traveling and hiking and just seeing the beautiful cre- creation that we have. Um yeah that is pretty much what I do I'll I've got like a a list of places um especially now with COVID in the UK that I'd like to see so I go to different spots I'll go for a walk I'll meditate um I I really enjoy reading as well um and to be to be fair I feel like there's an integration between my fun with civil engineering (laughs) which might seem a bit sad but um it, it makes me happy. Um, for example, um, I'm, I'm from Birmingham and uh, I learned about um, an aqueduct called the Elam Valley Aqueduct, which is in Wales. And so in around 1890... Um, what had happened was the industrialization in Birmingham was occurring. So loads of people were coming um, because there were a lot more job opportunities and whatnot. But there wasn't enough water, especially clean water. And it was like a, a slum type area. And and so Joseph Chamberlain, who at the time was the mayor, I think, um, he got in touch with Wales and, what, and the Water Committee. And so what they did, I'm just going to cut this very long story short, was um, they constructed... I think it was uh, how many miles? I think it was about 70 or so miles um, where they constructed an aqueduct, but the water travels using only gravitational forces. So imagine that, 1890, you're limited to the resources you have, you're limited to the design um, ideas that you can have in your construction equipment and everything, um, but they cre- they've created something that's traveling 
across this span about of about 70 miles using different types of construction methods as well um and transporting water um and so I, i've been doing up a lot of reading on that and other projects similar to that um because i i find that amazing and to me that's a sense of fun and seeing how amazing work engineering work was done you know centuries ago where they didn't have the resources that we do now um so imagine what we could do now so uh jamila i mean uh, i really admire the spirit that you have and um remind me by the way by a close friend me and atof we have his name walid nawaz he also has pakistani roots and now he's doing his phd in australia yeah and uh, three of us me atof and walid we were together in the bachelor um and um but also we have another um hope with three of us who are comments cooking i hope that you like cooking also oh. <laughs> okay um <laughs> I, I avoid it, but I don't mind. Okay, it. because you know I'm a material guy, so usually we mix cement and small mm-hmm. cubes and everything. So the same tools that we use in the kitchen, we we use in our lab, especially for the nano stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm I need to say that I'm proud of you. You know that what you are doing is unique and um, um, and admiring. You know because from the cultural aspect that you mentioned, from your background, I mean. Um, you have a courage be proud for uh, for, for yourself and uh, in the future if you need any help from me and Atif in your CNs and if you decide to go for your graduate study we are more than happy to help you uh, Atif from your side please uh, tell us any thought any idea I have a lot of questions <laughs> for her to be honest so one of the question like how why why you want to, like why, how you can control like I see you want to do it for humanitarian yeah. work the civil engineer so so what, how, like, uh, why, why you want to do it? Like, why, how we can connect the engineering with the humanitarian work for you? Um, I'm, I'm not entirely sure at the moment. So, um, uh, it's, it's just a great passion that I have. Like, I really enjoy helping people and it, I feel like that's what I was meant for. This is my purpose. Um, so with the ICE, um, who are very supportive and help so many people like progress in their careers um, with what they want to. I had actually um, taken part in the Quest scholarship um, and I I got through that scholarship and then so I had a new contact and so I spoke to this contact and I, I told him about my passion which was something that we had discussed in the interview and he had introduced me to other people um, and told me about Engineers Without Borders and these uh, not-for-profit organizations that do work abroad, of which I want to do. Um, so I've spoken to about three people, I think, um, with some amazing advice. Um, and so th- the plan is, hopefully, once I graduate and I get my eye that I maybe take a year out and um, get involved in engineering projects um, over the world. At, at the moment, because my aim is 2024 and we're still in a period of COVID, I guess that the help would be um, finding out where there are projects that I could maybe get involved in um, to get this experience to to help people. Um, one of my passions is actually Ethiopia, um, especially with water. So um, currently, I've... Um, why I'm also passionate about the Elam Valley is because um, for my dissertation, 
I would like to look into providing what um, sustainable water solutions for Ethiopia, but seeing if we can apply a concept like the Elam Valley Aqueduct, which uses gravitational forces, so no like not much maintenance is required at all. Um, and I feel like doing things like that, where we're working together, and you know, water is something that we all need. Um, and I guess doing things like that and maybe helping me figure out how I could start or get involved um, would be great. Because if you watch like a movie, a movie called Dream Big, yes, yes. Dream Big, that we're gonna send it to you. You have to wait. That's very documentary movie. That you're gonna mm-hmm. see a lot of things. Like for example, uh, you can help all the other area. Not only for the water. You can help. You can help the other area. And there are many mm-hmm. non-profit organizations that can help the world. Even you can start something like entrepreneurial thing mm-hmm. from your side. Even really, if you love the entrepreneurial and the humanitarian, service, you can connect something mm-hmm. really amazing, really fantastic. Because I because you don't know, but you don't know what maybe the the life tell you about that. But what about, for example, what are you planning in the long term? What are you planning to do? Uh, well, um, so after graduating and taking my year out, I'm hoping that I'll have got a lot of experience from that. Um, and then I, I think I'm still deciding if I want to go into like humanitarian engineering, as in move over or uh, try and apply for the United Nations, provide like emergency relief and stuff like that. Um, I spoke to someone who was, I think it was Nigeria, um, and he was telling about me about his experience and how um, say there's an issue and they need emergency relief, he'll literally get told and then they'll go and they'll have to design and um, construct projects and whatnot, say, to provide water for 100,000 people and things like that. Um, and I, I, I believe that that experience, because it's not just process, because the UK is fantastic and it's it's got a process and it's, it's neat. Like, we do everything to standard and we do everything to make sure it's safe. And health and safety is, is a high priority in engineering. Um, but I feel like having that experience there, it'll... It'll improve my intuitiveness um, and it'll help me understand like concepts about how things work and how to make them happen more effectively and efficiently to then come back and apply those in a different manner. I love what you said, like you got very good experience because to be honest, as I came from the beginning, when you go to the, that type of program, you are better than any fresh graduate in the market. I know it will take a little bit of time, but mm-hmm. at least at least you have you have a degree with seven-year experience. But if you do to the equivalent, if you do to the total, at the total, you know, total equivalent, you are better than the new one, than the fresh graduate. At least when you graduate, at, okay, you may graduate mm-hmm. maybe three years after, but you have seven years of experience, which is better than the new graduate who yeah. have three years of experience, which really I admire, I admire that to you. And really, I like, I like what you said about previously about the soft, about the soft skill shall be taught about the university, about the college. Do you agree with that? Soft skill if it shall be taught in the um, college? No, I think it's harder to learn soft skills at college. Like you can understand the, the theoretical aspect of it, but not until you're actually experiencing communicating and talking to clients and colleagues doing work, um, you won't prove. It, it's, like, it's like reading a book and then actually applying that work or what you learn. You, you can't, there's only an element of experience that you have just by reading. But in application, that's where I guess um, you find your strength and the quality as well. Okay, like very fantastic, really amazing. It was great to Thank have you, you Miss Jamila. It's really fantastic. And we really, to be honest, even we really read from you. 
Really, you get a good knowledge and good mentoring. You are really mentor. You can you mentor a lot of civil engineer, men and women, and to encourage them and to do the civil the things that they want to do for their life. Because to be honest, I I saw many civil engineers in the market. Everyone joined civil engineer because his dad was forcing him, or they wanted no other solution. But really, thank you for that. I really appreciate for appreciate you, and hopefully to see you to the to the best, and hopefully to graduate and you have you a better career. Much. Thank you, David. I'm wishing you the best. Take care. Wow, what an amazing episode was today with Miss Jamila. It's very fantastic. I like I like why she, because she's really independent first at the beginning. I like that. She's paying for her own college. She has a passion and she has a purpose. Off the show we spoke about many things about it, especially about how parents how parents are forcing people to go civil engineering, not because of the passion, because of the prestige. That something is not acceptable and no one should accept it. Choose something from your passion. She really chose Stephanie Jesse from her passion, really. When I speak, she really loved it. And she, even she already, she had a career, you know, she had a career past. Even, you know, even, even, you know, when she joined, you know, as I said earlier, when she joined this business, she's getting paid for off about it. And she really want to do, to do, to help the humanity. Even she has a passion, like for example, she's asking why everything's done, why the seven engineer. Even, even if you if you see her Instagram account, it's very fascinating. Meaning, I'm not gonna say it here in the post. Just go there, Google it, and you'll see very fantastic meaning from her Instagram nickname. So thank you guys, and wishing you the best. And guys, if you love the post, share it to someone and leave us a review on Instagram. And sorry, I mean Apple Podcast or Podchaser or whatever podcasting platform you know. Thank you, guys. I'm wishing you the best and take care and bye. It was nice to meet you. And remember, guy, we raised by sharing the knowledge to everyone. Sharing is caring. It was nice to meet you guys and wishing you the best. Take care, guys, and wishing you the best. You guys have a good, good day and good night. Thank you.